marketing expert, author and life coach. And I'm so excited to have Ariane Tabakal from Switzerland with me. Ariane is a personal and brand reinvention architect, four times online branded content award winner and founder of Discover Out Loud. Turning setbacks into comebacks is Ariane's strength. She works with executives, creatives, and stay-at-home moms from all walks of life. Ariane uses her 20-plus years experience to help entrepreneurs create new opportunities by teaching them the skills they need to adapt and adjust their brand to new conditions and realities. With her new method, Who is your brand? Ariane reassesses, refreshes, and reinvents brands in a matter of hours. Welcome, dear Ariane, to the show. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you, Esther. I'm so glad to be here as well. Thank you so much for having me. Let's jump right into your story. I know you have uh, some turning moments in your life. What has been the biggest one? <laughs> yeah, it have had a few of them, and I have to say each of them had major repercussions in my life. But I guess the first one would be when I was eight years old um, back in Iran, when, um, you know, in the midst of a revolution and a war and uh, my parents divorcing and everybody having to move around and, and find new realities that they had to live within. So I then with my mom, we moved to Paris. So I had to leave everything behind and start anew, start a whole new life, just the two of us, while the rest of the family was scattered all over the world and, um, and take it from there. So I think that was the, the biggest turning point because it really was the beginning of the rest of my life. Had I stayed in Iran, my life would have looked completely different right now. So I have to say that thanks to my mom and her foresight and her open-mindedness, I am now here with you today, you know, having this conversation. So yes, I think that was probably the biggest turning point in my life. I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and then there were other turning moments. Oh, yes. I mean, since then, I mean, I have moved so many times. Um, so then from Tehran, I moved to Paris and um, lived there for over 12 years where I, you know, completed my, uh, you know, like uh, high school and then went to university. And then from there, I moved to Los Angeles, which started a whole new, you know, uh, sort of life for me, completely different than what I would have ever expected. So I continued my education there. And, um, and, and I think LA really defined me as, a, as an adult and as a professional person. So I think it really, it is there that I became me, at least, you know, a part of who I am today. You know, of course, it's a, I am the collection of everything and of all my experiences from birth to now. But I think LA really sort of showed me some ways that to this day um, I'm using. So that was one big turning point. And then from there, um, you know, moving to, to New York City and really having my dream job. So I think that was a major turning point because that again 
completely expanded my horizons and and moved me into even a better person and a more experienced person and a more professional person, I would say, in terms of um, what I wanted to achieve. And I always dreamt of living in New York. And, and uh, so I made it happen and within the amazing conditions. So I really, I was grateful. So that was a huge turning point. Then my move to Switzerland, um, because I married a Swiss uh, man. So we ended up here, which was, I think, looking back, actually, you know, one of the biggest turning points, even though every turning point has been a big one. And, and I guess, as I said before, everything has been a collection of, of, you know, has connected the dots to who I am today. But Switzerland really pushed me outside of my boundaries and my comfort zone, like no time ever. Why? And because I moved here knowing nobody, um, having absolutely zero connections, um, to the culture, to people, to anything, really. It was really like a blank slate that I had to start drawing on. And, you know, and coming from a place where I had a really nice life, I, I knew who I was within my boundaries, I guess, um, having to start somewhere where I was a nobody, which was, you know, daunting at first, you know, but then I use it to, um, as, as, um, as a stepping stone. So that was a step, a setback that I used for a comeback, like I said in my in my title. So it really pushed me outside because I was desperate um, to to doing something with my life and to integrating as best as I could. I'm not a quitter. I would never, you know, like just quit and complain and and either move back or or just um, simmer in my own sadness and and what you know whatever negative feelings. Because I truly believe that we take ourselves wherever we are, and it's up to us to, to make our life work for us and not the other way around. So it was really difficult because I had to figure out who I wanted to be, who I could be, and how I wanted to do it and what I wanted to do. So I learned that the how will come once you figure out the what. So my what was I need to integrate and I need a creative out, you know, platform, and, uh, and I, I just need to thrive. Otherwise, I would be a miserable person and, I would, and it would turn into maybe a divorce or a very unhappy relationship. And that was not an option for me. So I thought to myself, what can I do that I can do on my own without needing any connections and needing much money and, and just having full liberty and, and freedom of, of choice and of, of doing? And I thought, you know, why not start a blog? Even though initially I had... I, I knew nothing about blogs. The little that I knew was not exciting to me. <laughs> you know, I worked in New York with the biggest creatives, with the top photographers, videographers, um, creative directors. They always asked me to pick up the camera and edit. And I always said no. Um, so everything that I had said no before, because now I was desperate, um, you know, desperate times, desperate measures. I'm like, you know, why not? You know, let's just do it. So I started a blog about Zurich and wherever I was going, I would take pictures and write about it. Very little means. And a little by little, I got a big, bigger camera and I got more experience. And then sort of, you know, then later, actually, I got connected with a lot of great people and agencies in Zurich. And that blog actually turned into something bigger than I could have ever imagined. And, uh, and so I became, you know, like people would recognize my, my name in my blog. And I was invited to 
amazing, interesting events where I could really rub shoulders with the tastemakers and opinion leaders of this world whom I never even could have dreamt of ever meeting. So it was such a blessing. And I used that platform to, to really create my own, my own reality and my own dream. So really, I created it from scratch, from zero to hero on my own, and I'm very proud of it. And then that then um, took me to where I am now, because it, let, it opened so many doors and opportunities. And also, it also helped me to grow as a human being, as a woman, as a person, and, um, and look at things from a different perspective. And having studied sociology and psychology previously, you know, coaching is something that comes naturally to me because I just love to help people at peak brains, you know, as we said before with interviews, I love that. And so, you know, naturally I just got into the coaching world. And since I had moved so many times and I had to reinvent myself so many times, why not become a reinvention uh, architect, right? Show mm -hmm. people how to reinvent themselves or their brands. Mm. And so that's, that's been my journey. And so I think, you know, every step of a, of the way in my life has been a major turning point. Mm. And the collection of all of them have brought me to where I am now. So really all the dots were connected perfectly to become, you know, the Ariane that I am now. And actually Ariane in Greek is Ariadne. If you know about her, you know, in the mythology, she's, you know, she connected the thread. And so, <laughs> you know, it, it's a perfect fit for where I'm at right now. <laughs> Great, Ariane. When you think back now, coming to Switzerland and you said, yeah, there were boundaries you had to overcome. And so which were, which boundaries were the oh, well, so many biggest? Things, I mean, and how did you overcome them? What, what mm -hmm. techniques or what tips mm -hmm. did you use from people you knew at that time? So first of all, I knew nobody. So I literally knew nobody. I just knew my husband, my mother-in-law, uh, my father-in-law, and my brother-in-law. So that was it. <laughs> my, my, my husband had moved away many years before, so he, didn't, he wasn't too connected to either. So really, we started from a blank slate. The boundaries that I was referring to or the, the, the roadblocks were simply being somewhere that I had zero you know, experience with and... Uh, I did not know the culture so well. Um, I did not speak the language. I did not know anybody. And, and coming from the US with a completely different way of, of doing things and approaching realities and, and ideas, um, it, was, it, was, it was, like I said earlier, it was daunting because you know, coming in the US, everything goes. You know, there is no fear. Failure is part of life. It's just part of the education. And very early on, I was told that fear is something that is not accepted here. It's really frowned upon. And so that is daunting on its own. And also, you know, another thing that I learned in the U.S., you can make connections very easily. Um, are they long lasting? Maybe not. But at least the, 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 the doors open much easier than they do here. Um, here, you have to have a network of people who trust you in order for them to, you know, give space for you to, you know, try new things or even um, buy into whatever it is that you're proposing. So those were major roadblocks. And uh, financially, I wasn't working and I had to be careful to also my expenditure, right? So I wasn't, you know, I had to work within also that boundary. 
and again, and I was by myself. I had to figure out, you know, my husband was doing his thing and, and I wanted to find my own way on my own terms. And um, so also like, you know, comfort zone, you know, it was easy for me to just stay home, be domestic and do my own thing and not have to challenge myself. But, you know, the comfort zone is not where I find most happiness. I mean, as my husband who's Swiss, by the way, calls Swiss people, they're like, we're miserably comfortable because, you know, <laughs> we are, we have everything to be happy about. We have everything to make our lives comfortable. But when you're afraid of taking risks and when you're afraid of failing, then you don't really, you don't live on the edge. You don't really get to get, get to experience the excitement of trying new things and, and learning new things. You know, you stay, you know, you keep yourself almost small just because you're too afraid of what could happen if something didn't work out. So I had also this in mind that I had to uh, uh, work with. And so what, you know, what pushed me out is just, I, like I said, desperate times, desperate measures. I had to, I had the urge to be creative. I needed to figure out my way around here. I needed to make my own friends, make my own life and uh, in my own terms. And with what my limitations were, I was doing a lot of freelance jobs and, you know, so on and so forth, but I needed something that really fulfilled me. I had no idea what uh, or how, I just knew why. <laughs> And so that's why I, you know, I thought, you know, I have nothing to, I have nothing to lose, but trying this thing, but I didn't just start a blog just for me to journal my, you know, my experiences. I really wanted it to become something else. So that's why, I mean, I was not shy at all. I reached out to everybody, you know, to all the brands, restaurants, you know, people, anyone that I could think of. And I would ask them if I could just interview them or go and, and experience, you know, eat their food and write about it or take pictures and you know I just because what did I have to lose nothing they would say no which would okay but that would be it but the best would be yes and then that that would be amazing so you know I tried to live my life but that model is that what is the worst that can happen um, I don't always succeed because fear sometimes you know creeps in and you know and uh, and I have to overcome it but I think at the end of the day really what is the worst that could happen if, if you, you know, get a no, your life is not going to change. It's just going to stay the way it is. What tricks did you use to overcome your fears? By doing, just by, you know, the thing is, I, I say yes before I can think of why I should say no. And then usually within the next few seconds, I freak out. I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? But it's already too late because I put it out there and I committed to people so for example a very funny story you know I mean coming from LA I'm used to driving all the time everywhere and I don't know what happened at some point I get this real phobia of driving especially on freeways really like a, a physical fear pain that I would I feel when I'm driving on the freeway and uh, we're in the car my husband is driving and all of a sudden I got an email from Ferrari inviting me to uh, test drive the latest model which is the fastest motor they had ever created And I don't know, I'm said, okay. But then I'm like, oh no, my God, what do you mean? Okay, oh, oh my God. First of all, I don't even know how to drive stick, stick because I come from LA. But, and then my husband's like, if you do not, if you cancel this, I would be so mad at you. So I said, yes. And when I went there, it was really, really scary. I was with, together with people who have been race car drivers. I mean, you know, and all of this. And we had to drive down the mountain, go on a racetrack. 
then come back, come back up. And I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to survive this thing? <laughs> and uh, so at first I asked them, I told them my story and I asked them to maybe someone drive me down so I get a feel for the car and then I will do it. And then I did it. And then I went, drove on the freeway with a Ferrari, you know, with 10 other Ferraris following each other and you had to keep close for the image. I drove down up the mountain and I did it. And so I call my article Ferrari Therapy, which isn't <laughs> at all what anyone would have expected. But the thing is, I, you know, success lies in action. We can think of ideas as all day long if we want, but it, they will always stay in an idea box unless we do something about it. So action, as Mary Forleo says, is the mother of all success. So that's the only tip that I can give anyone is really to be in action. Say yes instead of saying no and then figure out the rest afterwards because it's tempting to say no because, you know, what if this? What if that? What if I fail? What if I fall? What if this? And, you know, there are so many reasons why not to do something. But there are so many reasons why you should do something and try it out. Again, what you have to lose. So the only tip that I really a technique is just trust in the universe and and trust in yourself and then also people around you and just say yes, you know, and unless there's clear danger, but other than that, what do you have to lose? So that's it. Say yes within the first few seconds, because after I think three to five seconds, that's when the brain, you know, the mind takes over. And the fear factor comes in. The first few seconds are your instinct, right? Your gut saying something. And after that, it's your mind. So you don't want your mind because your mind is there to protect you from death. It is not there to help you take risks. It is not there to help you do crazy things. It's there to protect you. Even when it's not, you know, there's no reason to really protect you. So that's, that's my, my tip. <laughs> you were talking about reinventing. You were reinventing yourself many times. If someone needs to reinvent herself, what would you recommend? Where to start? First, really be honest with yourself and where, where you are right now in your life, right? So do a little inventory of where you are. And, and take stock of, you know, like your life up until now. Uh, was, there, was there a time when you felt most alive? And what did that time feel like, look like, you know, taste like? Um, and where is your life now compared to that moment? And so when you're being very honest with yourself and, and you're ready, you're done with things the way they are and you're ready to take action. And only when you're really ready to take action then you can start, you know, doing whatever you, it, you need to do in terms of in order to reinvent your life. And just so to clarify, reinvention does not mean throwing away everything you've done until now, all, all of a sudden becoming a whole new you. It's using everything you've had done, all your experiences, all your setbacks, all your breakthroughs, all your failures, all your successes that have brought you to this day now and use them for a huge comeback, right? So it's really about adjusting yourself to new new conditions and new realities, right? And then and and pivot it, flip it, reframe it. And uh, so, but you have to first be honest with yourself and and know how far you're willing to go to do the work because it is not easy. 
right? So, you know, you have to do the work. It's not just going to happen overnight. And uh, when, I, when people call me and they want coaching, my first question is, are you really ready? Because if you only have ready, it's not about needing, it's about really wanting, right? There's a clear distinction between needing and wanting. I can say, you know, like, oh, I know that I need to lose weight, but do I really want it bad enough to start, you know, doing what I need to do in order to lose the weight, right? There's a very clear distinction. So call me when you're really ready, when you really, really want it, when there is no question that the, 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 the pain of having to make the, you know, changes of, of you know, of not having, the pain of having to make the changes does not supersede the pain of not doing anything about it, if that makes any sense, or did I make it up, or make, you know, whatever. It's like, it's just, it would be too painful not to do anything about it. And um, so you just have to be ready, be honest with yourself, take responsibility, be accountable for your part in things having gone wrong, your part for how things have gone right, you know, and, and not being a victim, but a victor and, um, and just, you know, and, and going for it. But it helps to do it with someone else, obviously, because it's very difficult sometimes to see things from a new perspective and new point of view when you're just doing everything by yourself. How do you get there to want the change? You have to be in pain. Something has to, yes. I mean, things, you have to be in a place where you just cannot live your life like this anymore. When you're done with things being the way they are, when you're done feeling stuck, when you're done being the victim, when you're done, uh, you know, not getting along with people around you, you know, when you're done, uh, not, you know, just plainly surviving and not thriving. You have to be done and you know it when you're done. You just, because there's no other way around it. You just, you cannot live your life the same way anymore. You need to do something about it. So you'll know. I mean, you just, you just know. <laughs> <laughs> and if you had to reinvent yourself again, Ariane, what, which Ariane would come out of the oh. dance? <laughs> well, I just did it, actually. I'm just, you know, I just reinvented, again, part of my life this past few months. Um, you know, like about six, seven months ago, I just, I just hit a wall where I was on the verge of a burnout and I just could not focus anymore. I couldn't read clearly. I couldn't retain. I was tired. I was just, I, I was filled with anxiety. And, you know, so I just really, really hit a wall. And I decided to just take time and um, take care of myself, my health. And, um, and, and, you know, I wrote about my journey as well. I, I the, documented my journey, how I felt and the, the thoughts that were coming through my mind and, um, and what I did for it. So I just took that time to really uh, scan my body, my life, my, you know, my emotions, and, and just one by one, try to, uh, you know, amend to them. So, yeah, so I basically came out of it with a whole new outlook on, on life. I'm still not 100% where I would love to be, but I'm much closer to where I want to be than I was a couple of months ago already. And I created a whole new program based on what I had done before, which is 
unbelievable to me. It is so powerful and, um, and I love it and it just, uh, it works. And so I've used my personal life and, and breakthroughs and break, breakdowns and setbacks and I have made a huge comeback. So this is my latest reinvention for myself. <laughs> the one you speak to right now. <laughs> so I came, came with it. So basically the new model, which represents a little bit where I'm right now, it's called Who Is Your Brand? And, um, and so that is the birth of the new me, if you will. <laughs> if you have three tips to give to our audience, which one would you choose? You know, say no when you don't mean to say yes, meaning to not afraid to say no when you don't feel like it. That's like one powerful tool that I've learned a few years ago, which I have implemented. It is so powerful. It is so empowering. And, and it also alleviates so many misunderstandings and disappointments from different parties. It is really start saying no. It's all about how you say it. It's, uh, there's a whole art about how to say no without offending people. People can never be mad at your honesty. They can be disappointed, but they cannot be mad at your honesty. So one big tip, you know, be in action. Stop always dreaming. Dreaming is amazing, but stop talking about stuff and just do it, right? Just do it. You have nothing to lose. Even if it doesn't work out, it's not about the end result. It's about the journey. It's about the process because you will never know where it's going to take you. You may have started point A, wanting to go to point C by going through point B, but in, in actuality, maybe because of things that you learn along, along the way, you will go to, you know, F going from B to, um, you know, M going back to, I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, it's just really about the unknown. Just be open, you know, to whatever comes your way. Stop limiting yourself. Really, understand your limiting beliefs and work on, on them. Work on understanding where they came from and why and, and try to really rewrite that story. The same way we wrote those limiting beliefs at some point in our lives and made them to be true, we can rewrite them to be actually, a, you know, like a, a, a benefit to us and not a, a drawback. So you can rewrite your story the way you want to. Again, it's not easy, but if you want it hard enough, if your will is strong enough, you can do it. So, you know, those are three tips. And uh -huh, maybe another one is, you know, be mindful of, of what you consume in life, whether it be food or TV or the news, and also who you choose to surround yourself with and what sort of a dialogue and, and, and you know, uh, you have with these people is it serving you in the in a way that you want it to serve you you know or you know are these people actually uplifting you um, do you feel good when you're around them or do you feel depleted because if you feel depleted then that's a sign that you have to remove yourself from that scenario or or, or space so those are the more than three tips but i think these are really <laughs> essential in, in order to find solace peace and harmony with yourself first and then with, with you know, your community at, at the large afterwards. Mm -hmm.
Great. And where can people reach you, Ariane? Yes, yeah, so they can uh, find me on ariannetavako.com, on Instagram, Discover Out Loud, which is my blog. And, you know, they can email me anytime and or, or subscribe to my newsletter and uh, LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. So one last truth or one last saying for our audience, what would you give away <laughs> one last tool or hmm, you know i've been very much interested in the stoic stoic philosophy stoicism i'm not an expert but what i love about what i know is that i think contrary to common belief i think that stoicism is about being very dry and very stern Actually, what I love about how to approach life is not how to be happy. It's about learning tools on how not to be unhappy. So do you see there's a, there's a very fine distinction between it? And I love that approach because it makes you look at things from a very different way. And for an example, you know, like, let's say you have a misunderstanding with your partner and you get very upset with them before you start screaming or getting into that space of anger, maybe close your eyes for a few seconds and imagine your life without, without them in your, you know, there and, and without them in, in there. Like maybe something bad has happened or maybe they separated. What would that feel like? What would that look like? And all of a sudden, you know, you have that realization that, oh my God, you know, I would never want to be without them. And that overrides the anger that you just felt a few seconds later. So there are many, you know, that, so I love that um, stoic approach to life because it really puts things into perspective and uh, look at the, the worst, not in terms of how we are used to looking at it in order to see the best from the other side of it. Beautiful, Ariane. Thank you so much for sharing your story, your experience of <clears throat> reinventing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me so much. It was a pleasure. <laughs>